0: Hey, folks, you know you're in for a treat when you hear that music because it's time for another episode of the Rec Poker Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you don't know what Rec Poker is, if it's your first time coming by, we are a free learning community. We love poker. We love learning about poker. We love sharing our love of poker with other people who love poker. And we do it in a very uh, positive and encouraging and respectful way so everyone has a good time all the time. That's what we're about here at Rec Poker. Come join for free. It, all it takes is an email address and a smile, head on over to Poker and get a free account right now. Um, and we want to thank our sponsors, the Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino, and of course, Website Amp, without whom we could not do what we do here. So thank you to them very much. We're going to talk about a couple things coming up on the show tonight. We've got a great guest. We're also going to talk about, uh, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, it's Tuesday, March 8th, and uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. We're going to be hanging out with KL Cleeton um, in our Wednesday night, The Focus, where you can get a great deal on uh, Range Trainer Pro by using the code RECPOKER20. More details on that later in the show. And we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Mixed games with Jake from Unshuffled, um, some challenges coming up, some site information, a couple contests. We'll get into all that later. But for now, I have the best job in the world. So every week I get to hang out here with this crew and talk to cool people in the poker industry. Um, if you want to find out more about me and the rest of the crew here, you can go to rec.poker crew, or you can just listen up because they're about to introduce themselves. John and Keith, why don't you tell the world about how they can reach you? I'm
1: John Somsky, and I am Poker Geek MN Everywhere.
0: And I'm Keith Brandt, and I am Monkey System Everywhere guys have it so together uh, they're having the same handle everywhere that's very prepared and organized you guys are pros i love working with you um so here we are i am so excited about this one we've been trying to get kind of on the show for a while um she's been so busy because she's out there telling the world about everything that's going on in her life this is uh kind of england from poker power but also from um lots of other places in her poker journey so first of all welcome to the show Kyna. thank you so much for coming
2: Thank you. And just to be clear, I am kind of underscore cool everywhere.
0: <laughs> that's right. So, so let's just start with that. Cause that is such a fun handle. Um, what how, how, did that just come to you? Was that just like a, a, an obvious thing? I just had to do it.
2: I mean, it's a little lame, but like no. when I was younger, when I was younger, my aunt and like uh, my cousins, they just like used to like call me kind of cool. And they like made a little song about it and they'd be like, kind of oh. cool on the corner. And it just was like, Oh, okay. That's like <laughs> You know, and you know, I was a little kid, whenever I was like, thought that was really cool and it just kind of stuck with me. I'm like, well, then you know, I'm kinda cool. Like, and for a little bit I tried kind of sorta. That was kind of mm-hmm. funny too. Mm-hmm. But you know, just just kind of cool.
0: I love <laughs> that there is a song associated with it i did not People know that, that that was come up to it. me and
2: start singing at me now <laughs> yeah no that's it oh,
0: wait, is there like a video link we could put in the show notes or something who who in your family can we reach out to by email to get a rendition of this okay so the kind of cool song follow up on that for sure
1: <laughs> that is one of the most memorable uh, twitter handles i have run across i thought it was, yeah i thought it was kind of cool
2: well thank you thank you it is it is kind of hard though like if i do dare to play online ever which isn't often people always message me and they're like is that you (laughs) yes it's always me
0: (laughs) well let's let's hide let's let's start there so i mean some people uh uh, tell me, when you, when you talk about playing online and you're scared to, or that I know you play a lot of live poker, talk to me a little bit about that. What is it about live versus online? And what, what don't you like about it online that you do like about live?
2: I just didn't have as much experience playing online. When I started to take poker a little more serious, I started to study more and play live more. But then when pandemic hit, you know, I was kind of out of luck. I wanted to still keep playing and I would try and play online and just kind of not get there. Right. Like it just didn't make sense. And so um, we had some. I have some really good friends that we got together. We would Zoom. We would talk about hands. We would talk about strategy. I would write them down. We would run them by each other and just started to get better. You know, like my friends were much better at online poker and learning from them. I can take like aspects of their game and incorporate it into my game and just learn different spots and, you know, different, you know, started looking at charts a little bit more, just a little bit more of the theory behind it. Um, And then, you know, coupling that now with my live game, I feel like it's just kind of made me better. If you want to get better at something, you will. And so trying to get better online definitely helps with the, with the live poker too. Uh, so I, 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 did play quite a bit during the pandemic, um, had a little club, you know, that I would have some friends in and we would have, you know, three, four tournaments a week or something and play in other people's clubs and just local stuff. And, uh, and yeah, so I did get that. I did get those reps in, but now going and playing, I'll play practice on some of the bigger sites sometimes and i like the wsop.com trying to get the bracelets or the rings online i think that's totally worth it yeah Um, but it's not my favorite to play online i I much rather be around people and play live
0: yeah i I think we talk here a lot about how you know the best way to enjoy life is with other people like the best way Mm -hmm. to enjoy poker is playing it live with other people Um, there's sort of like a, a study of the game online. You can practice online, you can drill, you can get better, you can experiment. Um, but it does feel like the most fun you can have with poker is playing live and, you know, we're recreational players, but that doesn't mean that we don't want to win or that we don't take it seriously. It just means that we're wildly successful in other parts of our life. And so this is just where we get to come and have fun, um, and try and win. So, um, I think, I think live poker is really where it's at. And I say that as someone who plays online online a lot like most of my volume over the years has been online but it's just because southern ontario is just this black hole for poker um if there was poker closer by i'd love to i'd love to play so so tell tell us a little bit about so you've we keep teasing it you've had all you've had you've been on a pretty good run for the last while um why don't we just start with that so take us through what it felt like um through all these accomplishments at the end of the year and and what because i know people have sort of started reaching out to you now in a way it's amazing you, you, you win a major you sort of get into this place in the poker world and then all of a sudden um you know it's like it's like you reach this pivot point in the industry What what's that been like for you recently
2: yeah, it does. It did definitely feel different to actually win one and have a title, um, and to have a player of the year. You know, it feels a little validating on that end because you know I just had some deep runs, and mm-hmm. I feel like anybody can have some deep runs and chalk it up to okay, well we play a lot, and you're going to get there eventually. But to have like a win at the end of the year, it it made me you know it solidified it. You know, what we're all we're always hardest on ourselves, and I think that that because that happened in my head a little bit now, I'm mm. letting myself you know you know uh, let it go to my head a little bit right like I try and be very humble I try and be like oh it's not a big deal you know but you know when you actually win one you win a title it's like okay fine I'm I'm
0: good (laughs) (laughs) yeah I guess I guess I'm pretty good at poker right but that's but it's not just the title I mean the player of the year like that's not if no one flukes into a player of the year race right so yeah
2: it kind of Oh,
0: go ahead. Sorry. No, no. So I was like,
2: so, no, no.
0: <laughs> so like, cause I, I, I think we all have imposter syndrome about this stuff every once in a while. And especially, you know, if we have one win or, you know, we just have like a couple wins that are not really typical. Um, but, and you can fluke into that kind of stuff, but I, I am interested, but that's also how we get credentialed in this industry is by winning the majors. So what, what was, can you talk a little bit about kind of the difference between winning the major And then being in the player of the year position that you were in, and kind of how those are differently meaningful, or, or how you experience those differently.
2: Well, the player of the year thing. So early in 2020, or was it 2021, 2021. Yeah. So like things were starting to open up in the Midwest a little more, not necessarily in Chicago where I, I was. Um, so we would drive out. I think I, I actually in January drove out to Larchwood, Iowa, which is almost South Dakota. And it's eight, it was an eight hour drive from Chicago <laughs> and we had gone the year previous and I did okay. Ran kind of deep. I think I got like 47th or something like mm-hmm. that. But um, then my buddies didn't, my friends didn't want to go. And I'm like, all right, well, I kind of want to go. So I went by myself, did this eight hour drive, and actually ended up, I think I got like 47th again, maybe, no, maybe it was a little, little better that time. I, I can't remember. It wasn't great though. It was like three tables left or something. Um, 25th, I think I got 25th. Okay. And okay. Angry all right. drove all the way back, yeah. you know, for eight hours, just like <laughs> steaming about the hand that I had lost and everything. Oh, yeah. And then, then there was the stop in Riverside, which was only four hours. So my, me and my friends went to that and that was in, I think, March or whatever. Um, and yeah, and just I—I I, I got the third place finish, um, and I had already planned on going to uh, the new San Diego stop at Siquan and. Uh, just because I wanted to see, you know, I want to go to San Diego I wanted I to have a vacation. And so I went there with a friend and ended up, I think I got 25th there too, or maybe 15th. Mm-hmm. I got 15th there. I can't even keep mm-hmm. the number straight. But then my buddy's like, oh, you're, looks like you're pretty high up on this player of the year ranking now. He's like, you should, you like MSPTs. You should just play a lot of these. And, and so I did, I, I like, I traveled for a bunch of them, um, got in a, a few caches and, um, near the end of the year, I had planned on moving out here to Vegas and I was kind of just giving up. I was like, I'm in fourth place. Like, um, you know, this guy's got like a lot more points than me. I'd pretty much have to get like final table to pass him. And, but like my friend, Sarah wanted to go and it was just, you know, a quick flight. We didn't drive. We should, I normally would have drove, but I was, like I said, going to move to Las Vegas in two right. days and drive right. to Las Vegas. <laughs> right. So we went really quick and I was, you know, almost didn't go. Like I said, I just wanted to, you know, mo- why not try? I don't want to just give up on this. So I went and um, they were telling me, you know, okay, kind of you have to get like eighth or something to pass side church and the points. And the day just went on. And I, you know, things just kept going my way. And for a minute, they didn't, right? Like, you know, you get those ups and downs all day long in a tournament. And um, and yeah, and just all of a sudden, I'm at the final table, and I was like, "Oh yay! Like finally, I'm I'm going to be first place." And and the final table actually didn't go well either. And then, Whoa. but like all of a sudden, you know, it did, and so um, I won. And it just like it was really surreal. Like I think I cried a little bit. I was like, "Oh my god, did I just win? What?" Like it, it's such a different feeling. And then the same feeling, sort of, with the Player of the Year, because we were sweating Taylor Howard at the last stop at the Venetian.
1: Yes.
2: Because <laughs> he needed to get. Like seventh to beat me, and I had this like line of sight. I was playing the side tournament. and I just could see him, and I was just, you know watching him, waiting for him to stand up and stuff. And then and then I did see him, and I like ran over and gave him a hug. Congratulations, everything, you know. And it just it was just weird. It's like yeah, did I just win, I just win that? Like somebody should make an announcement. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. We actually we had Taylor on the show in December, I think, or something. Oh, yeah. Like we, we'd already planned on having him on and uh, he told us about that experience and he was very complimentary of you and really uh, appreciated uh, your great sportsmanship. And, um, and it was, it was, yeah, he he was really, he was a good guest. Um, we had a fun conversation. about He's that. a
2: nice guy for sure. And I kept saying, you know, if he wins, he deserves it, you know, yeah. it's just how it is. If he, if he can get there, it's good for him, you know, no hard feelings.
0: Well, that's one of the things about poker, right? Like it is, it, it, it's a meritocracy with lady luck involved, which is kind of right. a hard way to keep score, right? Like, just mm-hmm. like you were talking about. So kind of, how, how did you decide that you were good at poker? Like, how did you decide, you know what, I'm actually going to take a stab at entering some of these tours and taking, taking a shot with some of these tournaments? Because we all sort of have a hard time judging how good we actually are as opposed to how good we think we are or how, you know, maybe we're even better than we think we are in some cases. How did you discover that about yourself? What did that feel like?
2: Uh, like I said, I'm just starting to think that I'm kind of good at that. (laughs) Uh, No, but when I was um, working... I kind of fell back into it. I, I learned when I was in college from a roommate and, uh, that was around when Chris Moneymaker won and we watched it on TV and she taught me, we were going to a lot of bar poker games, trying to win like $25 gift certificates and stuff. And it was just so much fun. I think I was like 19 and I remember I got a fake ID so that I could go into the bar and play poker. Like I think <laughs> like nine o'clock would hit and they'd be like, you have to leave if you're under 21. And I'm like, I just want to play poker. I don't want to drink. So <clears throat> it got taken away like the second time I used it. But anyway, um, <laughs> I got kind of back into it with, uh, you know, when just working. A friend of mine told me about some of the local tournaments and I just, you know, needed another hobby at that point. Mm. I was kind of not doing much except working and working out and stuff. And, and so um yeah so i would go play on the weekends and then i lost my job actually well i didn't really lose it i was offered um a package to oh yeah move. Yep. they wanted me to move to lincoln nebraska which i was going to one week i, I was traveling to lincoln nebraska one week out of every month for my job anyway ah. so they offered me the package and i was like ah, i think i'm not gonna do that and um and then started to like play a little bit more uh you know I, more times a week, um, just getting it in and studying and everything. And so, but I was not good. Like I could, I could think back about spots <laughs> where I was like, ooh, what was I thinking at that point <laughs> time? You know, but you don't know what you don't know. So I right. feel like, you, you know, just working on it, just realizing what I'm not good at it, what I'm not strong at and trying to get better at it. And there are still things, right? Like sure. you, you look back at stuff, like even now I'm like, okay, well, we got to look into that a little more. we got to, you know look at these spots a little more and and just that's how i kind of approach things like i have very like learning mentality i always want to learn mm. and get better try new things so
0: well, that's what that, that's music to my ears um, and we've had a couple new members join us since we started but uh, kim dave Hi, martha eric denise uh thanks for joining if you have any questions for uh kinda you can type them in the chat or feel free to just unmute and ask yourself but thanks for joining us today um, yeah, so kind of, I see, I know you're affiliated with uh, Poker Power. We're talking about finding people to learn with and ways to get some feedback on your game. Um, we are big Poker Power fans over here at Rec Poker. We've had AJ on the show, um, did some work with you guys down in Vegas when we were there for uh, the Rec Poker House uh, this past fall. And um, we're looking forward to doing more um, stuff with you guys. I think we love this idea of just like, Helping beginners and intermediates enjoy the game more and learning about it so they can feel more confident, more comfortable at the table, whether it's live or online. Um, So Kim does our monthly uh, empowerment session, which uh, is for all sorts of people to come and share their experiences about um, being comfortable at the table or being uncomfortable at the table and how um, how we can better that situation. And I know that's a big part of what Poker Power is like as well. How did you get involved with Poker Power, and how how has that kind of helped you with your own game?
2: So in the beginning of quarantine, again, in the pandemic, um, Poker Power started at the end, I think, of 2020, and they were doing a lot of live um, clubs, teaching in person. Uh, And I think because of the pandemic, it was a good thing and helped to take off because we started doing Zoom lessons. And it was at first just like high school or college girls, like a group of friends, Um, and I kind of joined while we were putting the curriculum together, my friend, Sarah brought me and she was one of the originals. She kind of built the baseline for the curriculum. And then we had other professionals come in and kind of tweak it now to it. Everybody gives feedback on it and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, I think it's just teaching girls or teaching women, you know, I wanted to be able to be confident about the answers that I was giving them. And I think I had an aha moment at one point teaching a club and I was showing them just like an online game I was playing and they were just live asking me stuff. And it's like, well, I was having a hard time explaining like the why. And I think we just don't do that enough with learning and wondering, you know, okay, well, why are we making this bet? Why, what do we want to accomplish? And I started focusing on that a lot more and just figuring out, you know, just making sure I had the like. Not, I don't want to say correct answer because there's no really correct answer. But just knowing why I'm doing stuff and like, um, the, the logic behind it a little bit mm-hmm. better. Um, and once I do that, like think through spots on myself, it just made more spots easy and other spots easy. And then you question certain things, and it's just a, a cycle. And so I think teaching them made me want to get better so that I could knowledgeably answer questions that they had and not be like, hmm, well, it depends, you know, and, and it does, but why like, right. So um, just like teaching definitely has made me a better player overall. And uh, I, I still do it. I still teach, you know, to two clubs a week about maybe three. We do some special events that I participate in, but um, I really do love it. And I'm thankful that I got to get in as early as I did and, and be a part of such a great team.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've got a question from the chat here. This is from uh, Kim. What does your study routine consist of? And how many hours of study versus play do you typically do per week?
2: Oof, I wish I had a routine. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> having, I'm having trouble out here, just like I have just moved to Las Vegas trying to just establish a life routine. But um, I yes. think I, I like to watch. Uh, I learn by watching a lot more. If I watch something and I don't understand, or I like question it, um, or it's different from something I would do. I look into it. I ask questions to my friends. I like note that like, well, why would they have done that? What makes sense here? Um, I like the vlogs that people put out mm-hmm. a lot. Like I like Ashley Sleuth's vlog a lot. Like, I think it's really helpful in thinking through like some tournament strategy. And again, if I watch her vlog and she says something different from what I would have done, like I question it and I look into not questioning her, but questioning myself and looking into spots and stuff and studying a little further, I'm like enjoying some of the live streams lately too. So, um, I, I don't really do too much on like studying, you know, using solvers or, um, hearts are so much anymore um I, I like to be like more of an intuitive player uh you, you know using my gut and stuff and um the little voice in the back of my head that says go all in anyway you know like yeah. i listen to that sometimes so um but playing i also i also play Play to study too. So I'll play smaller stakes like online, if Mm. I feel like I need a day where I need to like get some in and just practice. Mm. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not so hard on myself. I can remember the hands, I can save them and, you know, review them later or write them down or ask a friend. Um, So, so that's really what I do. I don't really think I have a set amount. I I'm trying not to play so much these days because I don't want to get burned out. We have a long year. So I, I remember early last year, I kind of took it easy in the beginning of the months and like ramped up throughout the summer and we've got the series coming up. So. Um, definitely probably using more time now to like study and learn rather than actually play. I did fire at the mystery bounty, but we won't talk about that, (laughs) but yeah, I guess that's sort of my routine. I like to watch videos while I'm at the gym or like, you know, Mm -hmm. if I'm just cooking and, you know, prepping food or whatever, that's just, you know, all my downtime, I'll watch poker. Like if I can.
0: Nice. And you gave me a perfect segue to the question that Denise just uh, typed in the chat here. Uh, Denise says, thanks for having this session. Certainly happy to have you here, kinda. Do you have any specifics on how you choose your tournaments? Do you select a particular set of tournaments for the year or is it based on where you live and just what's convenient?
2: Um, so for this year, I'm kind of going uh, like a couple of months in advance and just planning. um I'm, I'm I'm trying to stay around this area. There are some that I'm gonna travel for, but I think it's like um like a, a value kind of for me now, like mm. w- what makes the most sense? So um I, I do like though that I have a little bit of a cushion because I, I like to use my money to travel and see new places, so I don't mind spending money on that a little bit. That's kind of what I did last year. I like enjoyed myself and all the stops, did something fun, um, and you know, didn't worry too much about return on investment going sure. to spots but um i uh, yeah so i think I, it's not like an exact science of how i pick it i think it's just you know is this one going to be worthwhile am i going to get a diverse player uh field i i'm not like still a high role i don't play like 10ks and 5ks regularly i like you know, the one K range, um, or lower, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So I am going, I've right looked here. at them. I know the Win million series is going on now. And I did play the mystery bounty because what a thrill to pull an envelope out. Oh That's my like, God. All I kept saying to people, oh, yeah. is, I just want to pull an envelope and, <laughs> God, I mean, I was, you know, there was just that hand where if you had won it, Yep. Yeah, I would have got like seven envelopes No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, bu- I busted near like the, near the endish of the you know the, the day one, and it's it done right. a little bit. But um, I, you know, and then there's the 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 ten k looks like a great one, but again, that's just. Not in my wheelhouse I, I feel right. like if I played that one I wouldn't play like me I wouldn't be as comfortable So I'm instead Going to go play The series at the Lodge Because I've never Played in Texas before Which is uh, You know Something that I look for Have I've never played here And it looks like A, a great um, tournament structure It's a big guarantee hmm. uh, Lots of different players Will probably be there Like diverse player pool You know You won't just have All the like People playing the 10K That always play the 10K Right Like in Austin You're going to have some People that probably Have traveled from Different parts of Texas Or just like want to play to enjoy themselves. And then some people that might have traveled in, like me. So I'm pretty excited for that one. And then I do have to hit some MSPTs.
0: I think so. so I'm like
2: kind of working that in, you know. But I (laughs) know it's an interesting question. I get like tournament selection. I just kind of feel that out and decide what's right for me um, within the time. But I've only planned out to about May. So I'm kind of, I haven't planned a series schedule or anything like that yet. But, you know, I will be playing the World Series, but I don't know which events yet or I'll go home for a little bit
0: but yeah well and now you've got the player of the year hardware it's not like you need to schedule you know it's not like you're uh hunting down the rest of the year trying to make sure you can hit the numbers right that's a whole different perspective (laughs) so kim says here in the chat if you're looking for fun the irish poker open in dublin in april can't be beat so something to consider i know kim's had some success out there too with some of her other uh poker friends forever traveling group. Um, okay, I'm going
2: to write this down in, in April. Cause I, yeah, that's another thing on my bucket list is I would love to go international and play somewhere. Mm-hmm. I have not yet. Um, and maybe that's a good one. I'll take a look at it. Thank I you. hear
0: it's super fun out there at the Irish open and the um, Australian is also a super fun group. Yeah, uh, from my, I understand that's, I've never been, but I understand people talk about that as being another fun uh, uh, international destination. Yeah. So um, we, t- we were just talking about sort of like pivoting to-, to being a sort of a credentialed person in the poker world. Um, you're also in an in a unfortunately unique position in uh, being a woman player in a field that's predominantly male and not always uh, you know, a very welcoming place um, Mm -hmm. no pressure to speak about this, but have you had some experiences where people have made you feel uncomfortable at the table because of that? And, and are there ways that you would have other people act differently? Or is there a way that, you know, you wish people would act that was different? Like what, what, what can the poker world be doing differently? And is that a problem in your mind?
2: I, um, I used to have a lot of trouble with that. Like before, I think, you know, it's just, it was in my mental state too, like of being a woman and being newer and being uncomfortable. And so now I think about that a lot in environments. I teach, you know, I teach the, I try and throw that into lessons too, is yeah. how to combat it. And um, I don't in my mind right away think, Oh, this guy is just playing at me like that. Cause I'm a woman, you know, but it kind of does, it is something that crosses your mind. Um, and then there's always just like, The more important thing is the safety aspect of it is like the things that the guys don't have to worry about is like, oh, this guy might follow me out into the parking lot, you know, or like, oh, somebody might see my car and follow me home or something. And again, that's not something lately that I think about a lot, but some women who are newer might. And so when I do have an incident with someone at the table, when they're maybe like screaming or swearing at me, like I don't take it lightly because I am one of the, I am a person that will speak up and and stick up for myself and i do it a little bit extra for the ladies that can't you know mm-hmm, because there mm-hmm. might be women in that situation that wouldn't know what to do um that would get really rattled you know and not even know to call the floor and because of that i feel like if this guy is yelling at me how is he going to yell at another lady and i give it back to
3: them you right, know? good so
2: um <laughs> but you know sometimes i get a little extra about it because it is like a passion of mine is um having women more women right more women people yes. and there are some crushers that i have met out here too some ladies that are just very strong poker players and there aren't as many but there are more now than there used to be so i mean we just need to be given the opportunity and we can succeed just like the men Mm -hmm. so um i like to see them you know when there's at least one more lady at the table sometimes there's two um ladies being confident you know um making big plays being bold it's just it's great to see lately yeah I hope that and, answers your question. No,
0: it does. It does. And you know, because most uh, because most of the live players are men, you know, um, what is what is something that men can do differently or better to like demonstrate that they're an ally in that way or even just to like because I I think for some some guys kind of struggle between not wanting to like get involved in like this white knight way and like, you know, but also wanting to be supportive if support is needed. And, uh, I know hashtag male privilege, right? Like what a first world problem to have, but, um, how can we make it easier for guys to be a good influence? Like, because uh, we I mean, we, like we got to grease the wheels for these guys. This is what I'm saying. Sure. Like, so how can we make it as easy as possible for guys to be good? I feel to like just
2: like in general, like being a good human and not really like even separating the gender, you know, yeah. like is somebody just being an asshole to the, like somebody else for no reason? I think like, I don't like that either. If some guy is just berating another guy across the right. table, I might be like, hey, man, take it easy. You know, like what's going on here? Let's have a good time. Um, And I think those are the kind of situations where like anybody just in general should just... We, we, this is a fun environment. Yeah. When we're, when we're playing for money, people get hostile and stuff, but um, I don't think there's any reason to berate or be mean to other people or make them feel uncomfortable. And I, I don't know with the with the men versus ladies thing, I think men, men tend to like explain a lot more than they uh, realize, you know, like assuming that, you know, we just don't know. And I actually like that. I think that's great. If you want to tell me how to play, I will listen. I'm yeah. all ears, you know, yeah. so. I think that's just, um, and, 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 you know, there is some comfortability, like, like recognizing maybe if a woman is uncomfortable, um, and just, I don't know, I, I think maybe it's just like a, like an empath thing I have, or like an instinct to like want people to feel better or feel comfortable at the table. And I actually, a couple of months ago, Or was it, maybe it was like last, it must've been when I was in Elgin, I was in my home casino and this guy told me, you're making the whole table uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, am I?
0: Oh, um, Quite the compliment.
2: I guess so, right? Like, but I guess on, and again, like probably I can only get away with that, right? Like if it was a guy and he was like, you know, making some other guy uncomfortable. So I'm trying to be a little bit more aware of myself and um, making, you know, jokes or going a little, being a little too extra. So, um, but yeah, you know, (laughs) It is
0: what it is. I am who I am. I'm not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, uh, I want to get into a little bit of strategy conversation. We won't go over any hands or anything, but that, like that. But as you've progressed as a player, um, can you share one or two moments where you were studying or you were learning, and it's just like uh, the light bulb came on, and you had this, moment, oh, I'm I'm going to think about poker in this way differently, and, and that really uh, really helped your progression. Were there anything? Was there anything like that?
2: Yeah, I think I think like I said that I, I come from um, corporate learning and development, so I used to build training and um, you know correct processes with education, you know, just process improvement and efficiencies. Mm-hmm. And I always would kind of be like, you know, wonder from a learner's perspective, the why. And I think that's just always, you know, once you start thinking that way, like, why am I betting? Why am I checking? You know, um, what do I hope to accomplish here? I think that just like kind of elevates you to another level of like, you go in all these different paths on your head you think of situations um, um, and like, you know, what the other person would think you think they think they think like, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um. I I guess every time I like I, I, I play a hand and I'm not sure that I played it well, I'll like run it by some friends and, you know, incorporate feedback for next time. And I'll remember it, you know, if it's a significant hand, I'll remember it and I'll try and, you know, correct that in later hands. And I think that we all should be doing that. And that's like a a great way to learn is like from your mistakes, obviously. So, um, if I think I made a mistake, I like, definitely I have one friend that I'll right away reach out to. And then Mm -hmm. I might ask a couple other, my girlfriends too, or some other people later on. But, um, I just, I really appreciate like the opinion and they not, not sugarcoating. Well, you know, telling me how it is and, um, you know, mistakes, I think pointing out mistakes and learning from them. So that I guess that's sort of my strategic way to learn and improve. Um, no, you know, there's not one way to play this game too, which is great. And, you mm-hmm. know, I think also maybe putting in my head a little bit, like I worked on my mental game a lot. I used to get really upset and like hit, beat myself up and just be mad for even showing up, you know, and, um, I, I did some, I read some books and did some, you know, who saw stuff to like try and correct that um, and get a little bit better. And I think once you can kind of kick that out of your head and just think clearly and not let yourself get like tilted in in, in the middle of a game, have like a stra- strategy to con- combat that um, that's kind of made me a better player too, for sure. Mm.
0: Yeah. I like that. That absolutely. I, when I learned poker myself, it was in a silo. I just did it by myself, watching videos, reading books, listening to podcasts and <clears throat> The only mistakes that I could learn from were my own mistakes, and you do you do learn from your mistakes because like losing has to hurt. I believe this very much. If you're really going to learn, you have to like hurt <laughs> when you don't when you make mistakes, negative reinforcement. Um, but I just wish I had shared my stuff with more people, my journey with more people, because then I could have learned from their mistakes as well. Like like that's the one thing we all feel like we got we gotta burn our hand on the stove in order to learn that the stove is hot. But you can actually just make yourself vulnerable to other people, share this journey with other people, and then you can learn from their mistakes. Um, What kind of stuff have you picked up from other people as part of this? You said like they provide an insight that you don't have, a perspective that you don't have just because you're kind of too close to your own game sometimes. Has um, Has there been a moment where someone just sort of like helped you see something that you couldn't see yourself?
2: Yeah. Like just, especially like with value spots a little bit, um, I think realizing what hat, like thinking about, okay, well, what am I, what am I trying to say that I have and why, mm-hmm. and how does that make sense? And what does the other person, um, have and just like, um, I guess that's sorry. Like talking strategy is so difficult for me. Uh, I really like have to think through stuff. They had me answer some questions for a magazine and I was like, I need more time because yeah, I yeah. just can't, I don't, I don't, you know, everybody's game is so different. And the way I think about something might not be, is definitely not the way that other people think about it, you know? So, um, but I think just talking through like, maximizing your value spots and like that, that kind of stuff. I pick up a lot more when I talk to friends about, about hands, like mm-hmm. what makes sense? Um, what, you know, that, that kind of thing, like overbetting spots and, and all that stuff. I don't know if I'm just rambling here. I don't know, no, that's, that's for your
0: question. <laughs> no, cause I think that's the, that's, those are the areas where we need the most help, where it's not. Cookie cutter answer, right? Where it's not just like flip to the back of the textbook and, and see the answer. That's the kind of stuff yeah. where we need help.
2: Lately too, like I I don't really get so upset if my bluffs don't get through. I'm like, oh, okay, right. well, that just it, that just happens. You you have to get caught. And um and sometimes you get caught on TV and
3: yeah. like, <laughs>
2: event, you know, whatever. But uh you, but I do get a little mad when I miss value or I played a value spot. Yeah, bad. like because that's something we can learn. It's poker should be easier when you actually have it, you know. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Yes,
0: that's right. I, I believe that. Um, well, I'll give everyone that you've been very generous with your time today. I'll give everyone a chance to type any final questions in. We got a comment from uh, Martha here. It says, kind of, you're such an inspiration uh, for interested women. Uh, it's true. It's it's wonderful. Martha, thanks for typing that in there.
2: Thank you. That's really sweet. Yeah, I just, I hope that more women come in. If they're interested, that's the thing. If you're interested, you should have a place to come and learn um, and, and, and ask questions. And that's what Poker Power is for, you know we have women take lessons and and they'll drop off and lose interest but it's like you really want to learn poker like you don't have to go to this casino and just try your hand at it. Like mm-hmm. here's a spot where you can just come and learn um, and enjoy it with other women.
0: Yeah, that's great. Now, like I said, I mentioned at the top, we're talking to uh, AJ about maybe getting some of the uh, Poker Power folks into our free home games that we play here every night, because it's a, it's, a, it's a free play money home game, but there is a level of competition a little higher than uh, what you're used to in your play money game. So it might be a place for some of the Poker Power women to come and uh, sharpen their skills against some other, uh, some other great players. Great.
3: Yeah, I'm sure they would
0: love that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Kim.
3: Um, so I play a lot of the WSOP circuit events and I noticed that a lot of them will have a ladies event, but quite, quite a few of them don't. And I'm wondering how I could approach the director or the person who's running it to say, why don't you have a ladies event here? You're having two seniors events. (laughs) Like like I'm going to Turning Stone um, and I don't think they have a ladies event there. And I know that they had one Do they? Own, but they're having one at the same time in St. Martin. So are they only having a ladies event because more women are going to the, you know, holiday spots or
2: like, yeah. what's, how so can I approach I them? Yeah. So um, when I would play at the horseshoe and Hammond, um, I don't know if this is correct, but I was told that they did not have then. That's a big stop, right? Like it was a big circuit stop and they never had a ladies event. And I was told that some of the casinos just don't want the headache behind the like exclusion and the inclusive inclusivity of it all. Right. Like it's not everybody can play it. Like technically, like everybody is going to be a senior at some point, you know, but not everybody's going to be a lady. I don't know. That's sort of like, they just didn't really want to deal with the headache. So it might be that, or it might be that maybe nobody's just asked. So you really don't know unless you find, unless you ask. So um, I'd be interested to hear what kind of answer you get from those stops. If, if you ask, you know, the poker room director about it. Um, or the tournament director because uh, it's probably it comes down to just being up to the casino I think right
3: so I'm going to Turning Stone next month for the WSOPC and should I just approach them when I get there or should I sort of and like nicely say you know hey you know there might be a lot of women here or should I is them, this something and I should try to do ahead yeah. of time
2: I mean, maybe we tweet at them and see what they say. Hey, why isn't there a ladies event? They don't answer, then ask them when you get there. But yeah, I think it's a, it, like nowadays too, like this was like, what I'm talking about is like pre, uh, pre pandemic when everything, you know, there weren't that many anyway, ladies events, but now I, there's so many popping up. Um, it might just be, could be a capacity thing or whatever, but yeah, so you should definitely just ask, tweet at them and see what they say.
3: All right. Good idea. Thanks. <laughs>
2: oh, you're on mute.
0: <laughs> Thank you. There you go. See, such a pro kind has been doing this long enough. Now she's telling us how to do it. Uh, so we got a couple of uh, comments in the chat here um, from Denise. A ladies events have to be supported by a women's group to get them the turnout. Yeah, I think there oh. does. That certainly can help just having a, a rally and cry near there. Um, and says uh, Maryland live is doing a 20k guaranteed women's event on March 20th. So that's right around the corner. It's not too late to uh, make some plans to get down there. Uh, 10k. Yeah, sorry. Good call. Uh, Keith, did you have something?
2: Yeah, kind of. Who would you say was your uh, most or one of the most important
0: mentors or inspirational people that you've had for your poker career?
2: Um, I, I would say like mentors are definitely my friend group. My good, my good friends, um, you know, Michael Burke, James Simon, Sarah Stefan, just all those people that um, we call it the, the garage team. Like we would play mixed games in my friend Ryan's garage. Like those people had just really like helped me, I think, um, you know, get to where I'm going just and other friends along the way that I've picked up uh, just, you know, talking about spots. But I would say inspiration um, I just love Maria Ho, like, and I've met her a few times and I don't, I probably should tell her like what an inspiration she's been, but like her robot, robot stare, you know, with her beautiful nails, like I'm always kind of having nails. I kind of try and emulate that too in big spots when I don't want to give stuff away. And, um, I don't think I have a lot of lifetimes. I try and be very aware of that, but if I'm not sure, like, I just, I'm like be Maria and I like cross my hands, pretty nails splayed out and just stare. Right. And don't give anything away. Just don't say anything and just stare. So I really like, I do like her game i liked to watch her on poker go a lot um i love to watch the women you know jennifer tilly i think she's so much fun too. just like to have energy at the table and just not take yourself too seriously just have a good time that's how i play cash games like i'm I'm not good at them so i'm aware of of that i just it has to be fun if i'm gonna lose a bunch of money right sometimes (laughs) i win anyway but uh so you know i just i try and kind of like those those type of women that um we're around I met Kathy Lieber the other day and she's great. She's really fun to talk to. Um, I watched her quite a bit in the past. so um, yeah, I think though, those are those are kind of the inspirations that I draw from as far as women. Awesome.
1: Well, so wh- when do you think you might be back here in the Midwest to play?
2: Um, I'm definitely gonna go to Battle Creek since they've opened that stop for the MSPT. That was like their biggest stop, and they didn't have it for two years. So I'll definitely go to that one. Um, I'm debating Iowa, but from Vegas, it's so hard to get places. So it'll just be a surprise if I show up in Iowa.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going there Canada and also Canada. Battle Creek. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll meet you. I'll meet you there for sure, and in, in Battle Creek, cool. definitely want to go to that stop. <laughs>
0: Nice. Well, uh, I guess we—you've you, stayed for—you gave us so much time. Here. This is longer than we asked you for. So, kind of thank you for being so generous and for sharing so many wonderful details about your life and your poker journey and your success and and what we can uh, hope to see in the future. I wanted to uh, let, let's definitely get a chance. Um, I hopefully we'll be down in Vegas at the same time in June. We can uh, cross paths then and do some rec poker, poker power collaboration, and bring some love to uh, to the rest of the poker world out there.
2: Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. And I'm sure I'll hear from you guys again soon. Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right. Looking forward to it. Thanks okay, to bye. So John, it is time to take us into the community hour. We're going to go over home game results. We're going to talk about uh, some upcoming events. Um, lead us off, dear leader. Let us know what's happening in home game land. Well, before we started that, I just wanted to
1: mention that, you know, just be Maria is probably one of the (laughs) best pieces of advice that I've heard on the podcast. Be Uh, like Maria. No kidding. No kidding. All right. Uh, So for the Daily Series, nightly events, JS Adam, Jeff S has won yet another. This This is his second nightly victory for the year and his second victory overall. For the year, the GF Hawk Eric Romo Eric got his second
0: nightly victory for the year. Nice. You know that one's in no limit hold'em because that's his favorite game. I can tell you that personally. Yes, that
1: is true. Poker geek man John Somsky won a nightly event. Didn't you win
0: one recently? And I know it's not based on skill. What's happening here?
1: Yeah, you know, I figure people are just trying to be nice to me so I don't (laughs) stop offering the tournaments, but <laughs> I swear I will still keep putting them on. You do not have to let me win. Um But it,
0: but it helps. It doesn't well, hurt. Doesn't it hurt. doesn't
1: hurt. Yeah. Okay. Then we have Shamu 27, Roger. 140. Roger lamp. Got his nice. first nightly victory for the year. Right. Lily chippies, Jill Burt. Jill, got her first nightly victory for the year. Crusher. The mayor is back. Tom weed. Nice. Wheat. 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 Wheat? Right? Yeah, W E I D T. Yeah. I think it's wheat. All right. Tom. Anyway, got his Congratulations. First nightly victory for the year. In for the uh nightly series mixed event, Rick the Good Dog, Rick Rock Oman, got his first mixed. Practice event victory for the year.
0: Right on. We were actually just chatting on um, Twitter the other day. Rick has been on a hot streak in the state of Minnesota too. He's been um, climbing the leaderboards of running aces. I know he's a regular at Canterbury as well. So, Rick, I hope you're listening and thanks for the uh, conversation. Keep up the great work, man. Excellent.
1: And Ted, Bill Fuhrer, Philip Fuhrer mm. got his first international victory for the year. All right. And Max Chaos, twenty-one twelve, Greg Clem. Got his second international victory for the
0: year. And if you like Greg Clem, uh, stay tuned because in next week's podcast, Greg is our official guest host. He comes in and interviews the panel when it's time for us to get up and have our interview. And next week, I'm actually going to be the guest. And Greg Clem is going to come and interview me. And if anyone has any questions... Uh, actually, by the time you hear this, it'll be too late to send them in, but we'll put out a, a Twitter poll or something like that, and people can submit some questions for that uh, for Greg. Uh, so thank you, Greg. You're doing great work, and we appreciate your contribution here to everyone at Rec Poker.
1: And last but not least, B Chip Charles Allen won the LPP event. So you can contact Jim at rec.poker and get your free month at LearnProPoker.
0: That's right. And actually Charles is just another person I was emailing with uh, recently and Charles is going to be, um, we, we did a sort of a little giveaway of some free um, coaching sessions. So Ch- Charles is going to be getting a little coaching session from Chris Jones and a little coaching session from Taylor Moss. And if people are more interested in, uh, if people are interested in finding out more details about coaching at Rec Poker, you can just email me jim at rec.poker and I can send you some of the details there. Um, So thank you, Charles, uh, for being a premium member and for taking advantage of that. I also want to shout out uh, Joseph Armstrong, who became a premium member this week. And we've been chatting. I know he's looking forward to getting behind the scenes and learning about all the amazing stuff we do on the learning areas of Rec Poker, And also uh, Howie Guerin, Howie's been a member for a while. Uh, We've been chatting recently as well, Howie's been a pretty active member in some of the group conversations and he loves to wreck that wreck poker gear. It looks damn good in that blue shirt. So Howie, I hope you're listening and uh, thanks for sticking with us. And everyone who is a premium member, whether you're doing it just to help us out every month or whether you're doing it to come and join in the strategy conversations like some of the folks here in the in the chat, um, it helps us out a lot. It really does uh, um, keep everything going over here and your support means the world. So, please uh, do consider signing up for premium membership. Uh, if you use the code Poker, you get your first month for only five bucks. And I know it's hard to go wrong for that. So thank you to uh, Joseph and Howie and uh, Charles for helping us uh, spread our love of poker with the rest of the poker world. All right. So uh, let me see what else is going on in uh, Memberland. I know I'm excited about this. So this is coming out on Tuesday the 8th. So right now, if you are listening, you can go to unshuffled.io. This is uh, Jake's um, product, uh, his platform. If you listened to the show last week, you can get a chance to... um, I got a fun comment from Denise in the chat. I'll get up to that one later. Um, So this is unshuffled.io. There's going to be a challenge where it's a free platform where you can go and play uh, poker with your friends or play against bots uh, what they're doing is from the 8th until the 18th, you can go to unshuffled.io and play in the Rec Poker Challenge. And if uh, you do well, your results will be matched up against everyone else who played the challenge in that week. And you get a chance to uh, win a prize. There'll be a Rec Poker Premium membership prize. I think Unshuffled is going to do a couple prizes as well. It's totally free to uh, play and it's fun to join. Um, So go check that out, unshuffled.io, and play in the uh, competition there. Um, The other thing that's going to be fun about that, and I know some folks uh, like John and Kathy Chang are going to be interested in our mixed game schedule. We're also having Jake come back in on March 30th, and he's going to do a demonstration of the next month's mixed game. So every month, we'll have Jake in here around the end of the month. He'll use his platform, unshuffled.io, to do a little demonstration of how the mixed game is played. We'll do some Q&A. We can learn about the game and go out and win that second Wednesday of the month. Um, Zero in on that player of the year race and the silver pin at the end. Um, There's a couple more things. We had a lot of exciting stuff happening in March. If anyone, Anyone jump in if you've got stuff to add. Uh, So that's on March 8th, that starts. On March 9th, Wednesday, we're having our the focus, uh, which is on the second uh, Wednesday of every month. Every month, we take a different creator or developer of a poker tool or a poker resource or poker software or something, and they come and demonstrate it for our group. So this is free for all premium members, um, 630 Central on Wednesday, March 9th. This month, we're talking to KL Cleeton, who is going to take us through Range Trainer Pro, which is personally speaking my favorite training tool. I think it's clearly the best way to drill ranges. They've got a post-flop module that's really exciting. Um, And they have a subscription service. uh, So if if people show up in the session... Oh, actually, I think he told me I can put it out on the air, too. Okay, so if you use this code, it's RECPOKER20. And the R is capitalized and the P is capitalized. Rec poker 20 that'll get you 20% off your subscription. And I can't say enough good things about range trainer pro. Um, so go check that out. You can also go to Keith Brandt's uh, monkey systems playlist on YouTube. He's done four videos going through the pre flop and the post flop elements of it. And um, it's just, it's a great program. And so come join us on March 9th at six thirty central. All the premium members are welcome to join that session. And um, you can also, Take advantage of that deal throughout the entire week. That deal will expire on Friday. So you've got till then to make it happen. And I think KL is on the Cards Chat uh, podcast as well. So take a look for that. That comes out this week as well. So you can learn some more from that. Uh, Marek Madness. I know March Madness is something you've all heard about. You may recall Marek Madness from last year, where last year we had an eight-player ladder bracket, um, and we had a series of heads-up matches which we played and then provided commentary on top of while we streamed them live on uh, Twitch last year. So this is all Taylor Moss's creation. Um, This year, he's put a 16-player bracket together. And uh, every Thursday night in March, we're going to be streaming as part of his uh, Twitch stream on Thursday's schedule. Um, So every Thursday in March, you'll be able to come along and watch these heads-up matches play out with commentary from some of your favorites, whether it's Kim or myself or John, uh, Taylor, Chris, Tim Fritz, um, a few other uh, wonderful folks that are going to be lending their expertise in the booth. And then we're also going to have a special guest lined up for the finale, uh, which I'm looking forward to. So if po- folks go to rec.poker/marek M-A-R-E-C, um, they can find everything they need to know there, and you can even fill out a bracket. And uh, compare your predictions with the rest of Rec Poker Nation. Kim, did you have something you wanted to jump in with there?
3: Yeah, I didn't know this was out, out in time for people to jump into that um, bracket choosing. It sounds like we might miss the.
0: Oh yeah, right. Well, one week. maybe maybe they might have missed the uh, they might have missed the first episode or the first uh, set of matches. Well, go check that out anyway. You can catch up on um, some of the other matches and see how it played out from last year. Um, so that's that's going to be fun. I'm excited for that. And then the what, one other piece of news, and then I'll let everyone roll on out of here. Someone is going to play in a WSOP bracelet event for free. It's happening in June. The good news is you get to just show up and play in a bracelet event for free. The bad news is it's with this guy. So uh, what we're going to do is on June 1st, we're going to take a list of everyone who's a premium member at Rec Poker. We're going to draw a name out of that list, and that person's going to have a little over three weeks to decide if they want to get down to Vegas for June 26th. Event number 55, Chris Jones just saying, is the tag team event uh, in the WSOP this year. So I'm playing. I'm putting up my own 500 bucks, and we're going to put up another 500 bucks for whoever the lucky member is um, who comes to join me. We don't have to sit on each other's lap. I've been ex- That's been explained to me. That's not required. Um, and we can just kind of swap off rounds or hands or yeah, Kim says you only have to play small blind, big blind once. So no bad news. That's right. And Hey, someone's got to win it, right? Someone's going to win the tournament. Why can't it be us? Why can't it be me and another premium, uh, rec poker member? So I know that would be a lot of fun. And yeah, Denise says for your interview, I want to know if that's in a closet or an office you are in. Yes, this is I live in a very, very old house in Coburg, Ontario, and they used to build them small. So this is like the guest room, and I can kind of touch I can touch every wall from in here. This is great for what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, what bribes am I taking? No, Eric, that's it. It is we're str- strictly gonna do a draw. It's your odds are as good as anyone else's in here. If you're a premium member or on the wrecking crew. I'll tell you, and if, if you're on the fence about joining Rec Poker, folks, use the code Rec Poker. Spend $5. $5 is going to get you a month of this amazing access and premium training content here at Rec Poker. And maybe you get a chance to sit in the uh, bracelet event with me. So bring some Grolsch, pack a lunch. We're going to have a lot of fun. Someone and I are going to have a lot of fun on June 26th. Uh, The draw is going to be on June 1st. Thank you, Kim, for asking. So maybe if you're behind on your podcast a little bit, you're not hearing this until April or May. It's not too late. Uh, Go become a premium member and, uh, and hopefully we can play in event number 55 together. I guess I should be rooting for Chris Jones to win the draw because it's event number 55. That's the one he should win a bracelet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I was saying earlier. Good news, you get to play in a bracelet event. Bad news, we're probably not going to win the bracelet. <laughs> but you never know. Someone's got to win it. Um, all right. And then I guess I just want to say, yeah. So, folks, um, thanks to everyone who's been writing me some nice emails uh, or uh, hitting me up on social media. Um, it's been a really up and down a couple of months, but it's been great to connect with friends and friendly faces and folks uh, with kind words to share. So thank you everyone for that. And uh, let me see, I guess I should just thank our sponsors again, Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack and Casino, and of course, kind of England. And I got to thank Keith, uh, Dave, Eric, Denise, Martha, Kim and John for joining me today. Uh, Steve Fredlin for all he's done to make all this possible and everyone else, you the listeners. See you again soon.